PM board bombs. Now, here's doctors Iltafat Hussein and Blake Briggs. Welcome back to EM Board Bombs, the platform, the platform, Dr. Briggs, <laughs> where you learn and relearn emergency medicine content. Remember, you're always forgetting something, but we're here to help you relearn it. <laughs> we're helpful for the boards, but we're also helpful for life. Hey, Blake, can you cue NBC's The More You Know theme music here? Thank you. Sorry to our younger millennials and Gen Z. You probably won't get that reference. Hey, cue it again, Blake. Nice. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, where we have now amassed almost how many followers, Blake? More than 5,000? Pretty much, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're just trying to get like 10,000. After that, (laughs) it'll be 50,000. Hey, throw us an Apple podcast review. We're stuck in the 200s. We're trying to get to 500 reviews. It helps the cause. Mm -hmm. Hey, Dr. Briggs, the following board question is from our EM Rapid Bombs premium podcast. It's a great way to do emergency medicine learning in question format. Our favorite feedback from our EM Rapid Bombs pod, many people are using the podcast simply to keep up to date on EM knowledge and not even for board study. While it's obviously great if you're studying for boards or certification exams, It's even better for memory retention and supplementing your general EM knowledge. The best is when you receive DMs from our listeners who say the podcast helped them with the case they faced in the ER and helped them catch something they otherwise wouldn't have. And you know, sometimes people just DM us to say, hey, thanks. And they pat us on the back virtually. Right, Dr. Briggs? Yeah, shout out to a recent physician who gives a shout out on Twitter. I don't want to reveal their name for confidentiality purposes, but I appreciate their message. They're a long-term listener, and they thanked us for uh, one of our podcasts that helped them on a clinical case. It was awesome. So we're super stoked when you get reviews and messages like that. So please uh, keep them coming. Hey, Blake, can you get into uh, EM Rapid Bombs and some of the questions we dropped? Yeah. So by dropping four questions a week, we're at 80 questions now, and we're rapidly climbing. And when you subscribe, not only will you have instant access to those 80 questions, all of them retroactively, and almost every weekday, you'll get a short, you know, three to five minute episode delivered to your podcast feed in the morning. You'll receive custom emails with coaching summaries and pearls. And our subscribers, you know, from Rapid Bombs have told us how much they value these short pearls in one place. It's just easy access. You also have access to our AMA section. Don't worry, that's not against medical advice. That's going to be ask me anything <laughs> section where you can ask us any questions in a private feed. This is great. Because this is the type of resource you have where you're asking Iltfot and I questions on things you may be confused about, things that you never got the answer to, and we're happy to help you out, especially related to board or practice, but mainly boards. And it's really important here because, honestly, no one has these resources for their board studying. Can you think of a single resource out there that has an Ask Me Anything section and coaching pearls that are sent out regularly? Yeah, and not just that. We use email, we use podcast format, we have our website. So we're pretty much hitting everything along with social media. That's why we don't call ourselves just a podcast. What do we call ourselves? An empire. Oh. Oh, sorry. You're right. (laughs) The empire. The empire of board bombs. So to check out our premium podcast, EM Rapid Bombs, go to emrapidbombs.supercast.tech. 
We also have a bunch of links on our EM Board Bombs website, and we listed the link in the notes of this podcast description. Hey, Blake, let's get to this next question. Again, it's a sample from our EM Rapid Bombs podcast. Right. So which of the following compartments of the lower leg is most frequently involved in acute compartment syndrome? Choice A, lateral. Choice B, deep posterior. Choice C, anterior. Choice D, superficial posterior. Correct answer here is going to be choice C, anterior. So why is this important? Uh, This is the first compartment you should be checking if you're worried about compartment syndrome. Hey, uh, quick pearl though. Quick pearl, Dr. Briggs. Yeah. Which compartment is the most commonly missed for diagnosis of compartment syndrome? It's another good board pearl Mm. there. Mm. Mm. Which one, Dr. Briggs? It's deep posterior. It's hard to measure the pressures in this compartment as you have to go right between the tibia and the fibula, but that is the most commonly missed for diagnosis of compartment syndrome. Hey, um, I appreciate uh, you interrupting me, only because it was a pearl. Keyboard. So 75% of cases associated with compartment syndrome are from fractures of the arm or leg. And tibial fractures result in the highest incidence of compartment syndrome from fractures. Up to like 10% of tibial fractures can turn into compartment syndrome. Most commonly, these are, you know, like tibial plateaus and other mm-hmm. major trauma that can happen. And it's interesting because this is oftentimes why patients are admitted, uh, not because of maybe the fracture itself, but just the potential for compartment syndrome. So they're admitted for compartment checks. It's really critical to recognize compartment syndrome quickly. And the difficulty is, and I feel like this is slowly changing in medicine, but honestly, when I went to medical school, and I'm sure when Ulthfot went to medical school, the thought was, oh, look for the six Ps. And that's just not the case. Mm-mm. We'll get into the pressures in a later Rapid Bore Bombs question. You can also see our first OG podcast we ever did back in 2018 OG. on compartment syndrome. But in terms of the clinical exam, you just need to know the initial findings of compartment syndrome. They're going to be pain out of proportion, and then pain with passive stretch, and then swelling. These later symptoms, these, the P's we call them, paresthesia, and paresis, loss of pulses, all this stuff, it's unreliable early on. Paresthesia is based on the compartment with the corresponding nerve distribution, and loss of pulses rarely happens because it's extremely difficult to build up enough pressure to stop arterial flow until, like, you know, the end game. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's talk about the muscles really fast and injury to them over hours. So, Hey, when you have compartment syndrome, you're on the clock, and that's ischemic tissue. It's like a heart attack, right? So up to four hours, the muscle... Time is muscle. Time is muscle. This is skeletal muscle, though. I had a British pharmacologist <laughs> uh, in medical school, and he never said skeletal. He said skeletal. So uh. up to... I've said it since then. Up to four hours, the muscle changes can be reversed. After six hours, there's going to be clear muscle damage, and after eight hours, it's irreversible. Irreversible dead muscle. Yeah. Hey, we're going to get into the coaching because remember, these are rapid questions. Blow the whistle. Rapid bombs. Hey, play that The More You Know music too by NBC. This makes me feel good. Thanks. The first compartment you should be checking pressures on is the anterior one because it's the most frequently involved with compartment syndrome. Remember the first findings of compartment syndrome. And remember, Compartment syndrome is a clinical diagnosis. It's not one that you're making just based off of pressures. It is a clinical diagnosis. Mm. So the first P's here, there are pain out of proportion. That's the first one. Then it's pain with passive stretching, and sometimes you'll get some swelling. 
They literally might present a board question of a patient who has an otherwise unremarkable exam post a blunt trauma, maybe even with subtle signs of fracture on imaging. And they expect you to understand this patient has the start of compartment syndrome, and that's something that you should be thinking about immediately. Pain out of proportion in the ER is never a good thing. That's not someone having an anxiety attack. Not the case. <laughs> Just give him some how all. Just give him some how all. <laughs> all right, take us out on the more you know music. Thanks. See you next time.